All right, lads, and welcome back to the Off The Line Podcast. Energy, yes. energy and vigour, and we're all very excited to be here. Aren't we just? And we're back with a Bosch. Mm. Uh, really recorded very late on in our schedule, as per usual. Me and Jamie haven't uh, done this very efficiently. Well, see, again. this is the problem. We're, lockdown 2 is over, so now... Yes. We're back to work, and it's been really tricky. It's been really. We tricky. would love to. I say, we would love to do this full time. <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, unfortunately, I'd quite happily do this full time. <laughs> <laughs> the financial, the finances of the project are yet to take off. In that there is no finances <laughs> to this project, so we're having to go out and earn money. I'm One going day. back to carrying. I'm going back to carrying drinks for people tomorrow, as is Jamie. Same. But uh, yeah, Bosch. If you don't know how it works, we're going to go through. Where fixtures from the weekend just gone I was going to say well, what are you doing with your life <laughs> we've been in lockdown just come and listen to us every week yeah it's fun make it, it make it great <laughs> uh, uh, if, if you don't know how the Bosch works we go through the fixtures from the weekend just gone uh, go over our power rank excuse me go over our power rankings what we thought was good what we thought was bad and then we'll go through the fixtures this weekend and we'll have a little have a little prediction. predict on them. Should we just get into it? Let's go. Come as on. As soon as possible. Come on. Come on. Friday night. I'll set the scene. South London. <laughs> Selhurst Park. <laughs> I feel sick already. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched this game for 20 minutes, and it was the last 20 minutes, which was probably a good decision from me. Uh, but Joel Linton has somehow managed to bag himself a goal despite Have the risen. fact <laughs> despite the fact he hit it straight at the keeper it's managed to deflect off a defender and go into the bottom corner but you know they're all goals aren't they um yeah a really really good win for Newcastle after after last week's performance against Chelsea yes Crystal Palace uh, went shit go on you go Crystal Palace have been up and down this season haven't they really uh I said last week this was going to depend on who got the early goal. As it as it happened, it came down to two very late goals. So I should tell you how well, much. Technically, my... the early goal was in the 88th minute. So we came down. But Newcastle so in tenth. Yes, so that much my punditing mouse means to this. But yeah, Newcastle in tenth. This was, I mean, two teams that aren't really in any danger of going down. They're going to sit. Kind of in mid to mid to mid to low table, but yeah. they won't end up down. So, well, didn't really mean anything anyway. If Crystal Palace don't have Wolf Zaha, they're clearly not very good. So, you know, we'll see how how that goes. Okay. Yeah, we'll move on to Saturday: Brighton versus Liverpool. Controversy, controversy alert. Um, I mean, look, <laughs> I have a massive football hangover from this weekend because I'm starting to lose my patience with VAR. And I say starting, I've been losing my patience on this podcast since, what, the second week of the season? Yeah. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had a, enough of it because it's ruining the game. Yeah. Um, Liverpool played, I thought, really quite well against Brighton. I thought the performance was good. Oh, they were all um, right. I I, I I think I think they did a job. I think Brighton I think Brighton did really well to stifle them. That's actually. not a Liverpool uh, of last season. I think as well it's it's what can you really do when you've got Nat Phillips and Nico Williams at the back? You know, yeah. I think Nico Williams 
really suffered from a, a lack of confidence and his his trip on on Aaron Connolly for the penalty the first one uh, obviously did him no good but I'm glad he got yes. an assist in midweek give him a little bit of uh, I was going to say I think I think Liverpool are missing missing some creativity in the in the absence of uh, obviously Thiago and Alexander Arnold mm. um, but no I think for the players they have at their disposal it was a good enough result for them to deserve a win. But no, uh, Danny Welbeck was, let's be honest, minimal contact yeah. in the last... It, it wasn't a foul. If you're giving that as a foul, any contact in the box on a player is is going to be deemed a foul. It's just... It's gone. It's going towards farcical now, mm. really. Well, um, I had this conversation today with a couple of people about, um, you know, diving and simulation and the fact that it's sort of part of the game now we'll, I mean we'll move on to it later when we talk about VAR yeah. in, the, in the power rankings but yeah I mean it's disappointing for Liverpool obviously a 93rd minute equaliser for Brighton yeah. does nothing it for is. the confidence but obviously a, a good result for Brighton who I think have deserved a lot more points than they currently have in the Premier League table so yes, whether well, that's a bit of a I've almost adopted Brighton as my second team a little bit. I do, oh, yeah. I do actually. Yeah, I really... wonder why. No, it's uh... do you know what? It's not even. It's not even just Tariq Lamptey. I really like. I really like Connolly. I really. I, to be honest, I can really appreciate the shithousery of Mopay. Colony at time. Con- Con- Connolly was ruining that defence. Just run, running behind. Was all kinds. I, that, I really like him. I really like Lewis Dunk, as I've said before. I've, I, I really like the way Brighton are playing football. Yeah. Um, and I can appreciate it because it's a team that are at the bottom of the league that are actually trying to attack and yeah. trying to play attacks. I like Graham Potter. He's a good manager. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Uh, but no, Brighton, I think, based off the performance, probably you could argue deserved a point, but the way in which they've got it is so draining watching it. It's like, it's 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 a drag. But we'll, we'll move on to refereeing uh, later on yeah. in the pod. Uh, we'll move on. To the to... demolition job of the weekend, I think, really, wasn't it? This was a story that has come up over and over again in seasons gone by of Manchester City having lost a game that was important, basically taking the next team they play as a whipping boy, yeah, and uh, bouncing back. And yeah, they 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 reinvented the definition of the word whipping boy uh, <laughs> the fourth time in a row. Burnley have lost five mm-hmm. nil at the Etihad. Jesus, uh, good stat. Look at you over the past couple of weeks. Come yeah, well, the last, the, last, the last four times Burnley played at the Etihad, they've lost 5-0. Uh, I think Burnley did suffer in the absence of Nick Pope. Uh, that 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 keeper who was in Peacock on the day Farrell. looked a bit like... He looked a bit like Charlie with his golden ticket, didn't he? He didn't have a clue what was going on. He just kind of... He didn't expect to play a game all year. He just kind of turned up to... Yeah. to keep bench warm but no he, he played the game and uh, a horrible we'll talk about Mara's a bit David. later on but obviously a hat-trick from yeah. him was it was magical he's he, on his day Mara's is uh, on the ball one of the finest players in world football I think definitely um, but yeah we'll move on Everton nil leads one another another loss for Everton and it's it's looking another like surprising, another are they surprising the Everton game. of old have they still not I, figured it out do you know what it is you look at Carlo Ancelotti's signings and you say, yep, Hamish Rodriguez has added loads of class to that side and his left foot's brilliant. Alan and Decore have been foils in the midfield. You know, he's got Calvert-Lewin, you know, Firing signature. On all but yeah. but um, he didn't touch their back line. 
Yeah. Um, and Leeds have been the really defensive, good the past couple of weeks as well. The defensive partnership that they've got at the moment is li- is simply not good enough. Michael Keane and Yerry Mina. It's like uh... Michael Keane, Yerry Mina, or Michael Keane and Mason Holgate. Oh, it's not going to push Mason Europe, Holgate, is it? it? Mason Holgate, in my mind, isn't even a Premier League level defender. No, I've said that multiple um, times before as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's very, very, very poor from Everton, actually. Um, that they didn't. I mean, I feel like they could have afforded to pick between Decore and mm. Allen. Got one of them, and then and gone out and purchased a, a decent centre back. You know, if if you wanted to talk about who they could have got, James Tarkowski from um, from Burnley would have been a good option. Mm. Burnley were open to selling him for, yeah. for you know a higher price than West Ham could afford, but. Yeah. We're open to the idea of getting rid of him. Lewis Dunk from Brighton at one point was on the market to be sold. Um, Plenty, but no, they decided against it. They need a centre-back. You know, you even need. look at Wesley Fofana for Leicester. I think yeah. he'd fit in really nicely into that team. Obviously unproven, but um, you can't take it away from Leeds, you know. Great great goal from Rafinha as well, his first one in the yeah. season. And um, that would surely give him a confidence boost. So, yeah, well done, Leeds. They deserved it after last week's performance against Arsenal as well. I feel like they, they had three points coming. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the six-pointer of West Brom versus Sheffield. We said on last, last week's Bosch that, you know, I, 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 I came out and said, you know, West Brom are going to win this. And Slavin Village's boys did. Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea. Uh, he's, he's, with, with he's, a decent, decent, he's a decent little player, Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Um, He's the player that Chelsea have had on their watch for a, a, a while. He's one of those ones that I think he is now where Mason Mount was two years ago. Yeah. In that he's, he, he's, he's a player that we're watching, monitoring, seeing, you know, if he can, if he can, you know, play a few more games for West Brom. But no, he's, 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 he's turned up at that side uh, and scored a goal at the weekend, a really important goal for West Brom. We say it every week, Sheffield United are just looking... Dire. Just dire. And it's said it last week um, to I met up for a walk with with a mate, he's a Sheffield United fan. He he see, he's still um, kind of blindingly optimistic about it, but <laughs> I don't see a way out for them now. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the issue. Unless they have a massive like like just a string of results, they've they've got to start getting it. Um, uh, in, in the run up until Christmas if they want to have any chance of surviving I think they've got to get some points no. on the board um, there's also the question of when does Chrissy Wilder's job become you know in trouble when does Chrissy Wilder's job become untenable and they start looking for different tactical different tactical approaches because the one they're going with at the moment isn't working mm-hmm. and that's that's only un-debated. club in the 92 without a win now as well yep the only club in the non 22 league clubs in England without winning a game oh, and that is really pretty woeful and um, you know you look especially at their, considering the fact their, their fixtures now as well if you look at them they've got Leicester then they've got Southampton then they've got uh, Man United and then they've got Brighton you think where are they picking up points here in in, in, yeah. the, in the build up to Christmas so these are these are these are free scoring teams with informed strikers. You know, you think that they've got to play Leicester with Vardy, Southampton with Ings and Shea Adams, United with Cavani, yeah, Brighton have got. You know, this is these are dangerous teams with regimented defenses and a good going forward. And Sheffield United, 
for as, as good as they look defensively, and I've got to hand it to them, they look, I'm not going to say good, but they look structured and drilled. Yeah. Oh, for once they go past their midfield, it just looks completely alien it's to ineffectual, them, which it? is strange because I think last season they were riding the coattails of basically being able to defend a lead. They would get ahead and then they basically just defend, and that mm. was that was brilliant. We'll see how li- the, the addition of Liz Massey coming back will affect Definitely. the team because he's um, obviously their gunman. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's, it's worrying times for for Sheffield United. Uh, but yeah, yes, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move on to Sunday, uh, and a, 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 re- a brilliant comeback from uh, yeah, South Southampton Stamboul. <laughs> I'm not going to call it that. That's, that's, Don't call it that's that. That's really poor for me. I'm sorry. Got to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> if you clicked off, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Edison Cavani. We'll talk about him a bit later because he's in the power ranking. Spoiler alert. But um, yeah, really good start from Southampton, and then it all crumbled. And it was, you know, Edison Cavani with two two goals and one assist. Uh, but, yeah, guess, who's, guess who scored a free kick again? Jimmy Ward <laughs> Beckham Prowse. Was it Jack? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next David Beckham is probably going to end up sleeping with someone from uh, from uh, Little that. Mix. Not take that. <laughs> Not take that. <laughs> James Ward Prowse having man. an affair with Gary Barlow. Yeah, all right. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Tell the sun. Tell the Daily Mail. Yeah. They'll, they'll jump Hold right the on front that. page. Hold the front page. Yeah. We're on. Um, no. That's quite the episode, by the way. Thank you very much, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> James Ward-Prowse can end up sleeping with someone from Tate Uh No. Um, yeah, Southampton, I thought, started really well. Manchester United um, left the blocks very slowly. And Southampton took Super full sub. advantage of that. Yeah. Super then, sub as well. And then, uh, yeah, Edinson Cavani and Bruno Fernandes essentially just took control of the game. Yeah. As and Bruno a clean Fernandes... sheet for Dean Henderson as well, sorry. <laughs> just thought I'd say, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, he, he came on in the second, second half. Second half clean sheet for, for them. Because yeah. David De Gea hurt himself. I don't know. He's not very good, is he, De Gea? Uh, no. Probably should have saved the free kick, in my opinion. But, yeah. we, you know, that's, 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 that's picking hairs. They won the game. Edison Cavani is a player that bagsman. I think I questioned. Bagsman. He is a bagsman. I very much questioned him, and yeah, I do apologise. If he's listening, uh, I do apologise, <laughs> Edinson. Uh, although you've landed yourself in a bit of hot water with your actions off the pitch, that's not for us to discuss on here. Uh, but no, bagsman on the pitch, and you've 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 played you played very well at the weekend. I don't know why I'm personally addressing Edinson Cavani now, <laughs> but. You know, uh, we, we, we aim for the stars. Right. You look, know. look at the next game. You go on. You go. You have a rant. Because uh, right? you want to rant about this, Spurs, don't you? So, go on. Chelsea Spurs. Do you know what? Go on. Go on. Is this, it, it's not, I don't know what I meant. It was just dull. Yeah. It was just really, really dull. We I mean, I got, up, really excited. We? I got really excited for this game. And then it was just boring. Because Jose Mourinho basically had the mentality of turning up and having no intention of winning the game at all. Yeah, um, we basically spent fifteen-minute portions of the game camped in their half, passing it sideways. Because I'm not being funny. If you are playing a game and you've got Harry Kane and Hume Min Son, two of the most informed players in the Premier League, and they are both when you're defending stood on the D of your own area, 
what mentality have you got in terms of actually going to win the game? He had no intention of turning up on on top of the table Sunday and winning the game. Well, he's top of the table. Um, whether that mentality will last or something that will actually be successful for him, I don't know. I yeah, hope not because I think I think actually personally, and I'm going to make a bold claim now, Jamie. Prepare yourself. Here we go. Right. I think we're better than them. I think that's true. I think we're a better all-round team than Tottenham. And I think they're benefiting from Jose Mourinho playing a style of football that really works when teams don't... It works when teams come out and try and play against it. And I think Frank Lampard was very aware of it. And I know Chelsea are getting a lot of stick for also being quite restrained in how you know vigorously they attacked but that is exactly what Manchester City did the weekend before yeah Manchester City came out tried to play fast possession attacking football and Tottenham being Tottenham hit them on the counter-attack they went through them Chelsea now by the way uh with the clean sheet last night and now have the most clean sheets in Europe this fun facts Uh, with Sam fun facts with Sam uh and that is a testament to not only the result of the weekend but also uh Olivier Giroud scoring four goals last night <laughs> uh but no I think um overall it's an acceptable result I don't think either teams benefit or or lose anything because of it I'm I'm happy enough with it because ultimately I think we're the better team and I think that we showed more spirit than they did yeah um, unfortunately they remain at the top so yeah I think it was undeserved and how far this sort of defensive mentality will, will, will take Tottenham is is a question for another day but um, yeah it's a pretty boring game to watch wasn't it? very um, frustrating <coughs> anyway <coughs> sorry joking um, we'll move on to uh, Arsenal who lost and aren't very good and that is the sort of footballing opinions that you guys tune in for. <laughs> uh, they're just... They're, they're 14th in the table. They've lost more games than they've won. <laughs> is... Sorry. <laughs> is Arteta that good? I think Arteta pulled the wool over our eyes a little bit with the <laughs> fact that he won an FA Cup final in which Chelsea had Kovacic sent off for a red card that wasn't a red card and Pedro, Aspilicueta and Pulisic all pull up with injuries. Um... Yeah, but also you've got to look at hit the start of the season, which looked quite good and quite you know exciting. Oh, yeah. um, but Arsenal, Arsenal always do this; they always look good in the first few weeks of the season. Willian put two assists in on the on the first game of the season away at Fulham. Not Patrick assists away at Fulham. Yeah. Brilliant. He's been hopeless since. Yeah, I don't think as well since that game. Right. Goal of the month was a penalty. That's quite good. I don't think it was. I think it was the goal they scored against Wolves. I'm not sure, but uh, I think it was either... Oh, no, it might have been the penalty against United. That's very funny to someone who doesn't support Arsenal. I've got, to any Arsenal fans viewing, uh, listening, a team that's goal of the month is a penalty. It's almost more funny than a team that doesn't have a goal of the month. (laughs) Um, But no, I think Arsenal were pretty poor. Obviously... Um, Wolves lost Raul Jimenez. Uh, yeah, we hope he has a speed to him. recovery from that because we know thoughts back to players like Ryan Mason. Um, yeah, we know how detrimental these head injuries can actually be. Yeah, 
to um to a player but hopefully he he's he's back and playing as soon as possible david louise obviously went off for arsenal but uh no another disappointing performance i've got to say you you watch these games where teams like united or liverpool or city lose to a wolves and you go well it's just it's 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 a top team we've lost to a lower team because they're not playing very well at the moment with arsenal for me now it's almost as if that game is two mid-table teams playing each other Mm. I no longer well, see, and mm. I am the kind of person, I am someone who put Arsenal through as being Champions League contenders in, this year, um, but I've changed my mind. I think that hope is something in the table. Likely, is it? Well, because I don't think they're going to finish above Leicester, personally. Yeah, I mean, we think don't know how, how the season's going to go, but, um, no, but yeah, I think... If I had to make predictions now, I think, I think they're going to be in trouble. I, think, I don't think they're going to finish above Wolves, I don't think they're going to finish above Leicester. I don't think they're going to finish above United, any of the top four. You, you start going down the table. I mean, they, they got to finish above Southampton, who are playing really well. <clears throat> Sorry. You start looking at the teams ahead throat. of them. <laughs> You've got to look at the teams ahead of them. They're going to finish kind of ninth, tenth. Yeah. And that for Arsenal is awful. Wenger in. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, should... A surprise result here. Yeah. Leicester won... Fulham 2 at the King Power. Massive for Fulham and Scott Parker's boys. Takes them out of the relegation zone for the first time. Yes. Since... And they scored a penalty. And they scored a penalty. <laughs> they've had four goes eh, in the last four weeks and, and they've got one. Uh, Cavalero stepped up and uh, uh, you know uh, made up for his mistake against Everton. Uh, and yep. Adam Ola-Lukman scoring a really nice goal as well. And Leicester just not really having a lot, which is we'll weird. I'll give it. Gotta give it time, then Cavaliero, for having the bottle to do it again. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. After yeah, a mission like that, you wouldn't blame him for. You wouldn't blame him for. But this is what I mean. That. This is what but, I mean. This know, five yeah. back system works really well for a lot of teams that that you know, like Fulham. You know, they had that five back of uh, Adarabioyo, um yeah. Anderson, Aina, and then they had on the wing backs they had Deckard over Reed and Robinson, which which worked really well, I think, and. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Harrison Reed, obviously just sitting back and soaking up the pressure and then having Lukman and Anguissa and Cavalero as the sort of outlets for, for the attacks. I think it, 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 the system just works really nicely for, for teams that are, you know you know are going to attack you, especially with players like Jamie Vardy. So um, top top marks to Fulham, I think. Well done then. And, um, well in. Well in. Uh, and then the last well game... <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to the last game of the game week um, and we go to West Ham versus Aston Villa obviously a very con- controversial game uh, but yeah West Ham just coming out the blocks really quickly in the first and second half and getting good goals I, th- I- I'd like I- it was undeserved I'm not going to lie this win I mean I'll take it all the way to the bank but as far as I'm concerned we did not deserve this game um, I'd agree with that Especially with the VAR decision, which we'll talk about a bit later on in the in the, in the power rankings. But yeah, Jack Grealish played really well. Um, my only qualm with him is the childish play acting. You know, it gets really frustrating at some point. Um, I think I think I messaged you about this on the night actually um, with Jack Grealish. He's so good. He's just he's so good, but he's he almost ruins it by being the player that he is. Yeah. And like being the kind of, you know, falling 
around and just uh, mm. my favorite part was exactly Michael Antonio my, my, my favorite part was Michael Antonio offering out for a, offering him out for a fight that was that really amused <laughs> me but yeah I mean what happened was four nails and Grealish went into a 50-50 four nails sort of kicked out a little bit I'm not gonna lie but uh, Grealish just it's he he he's he plants he plants both feet to the floor looks back looks forward and then and then goes down and then legs up, grab the knees, arms up to the floor, and it just it just looks a bit ridiculous. And then he rolls around, does fifteen rolls. That's what gets me is when they go to the floor, mm. they're lying down. That's fine, mm. but then when they start rolling and screaming, yeah. it's like, oh mate, just give up, just give up. Which is a shame because I love watching Jack Grealish play football. Yeah, <laughs> I think. But you look at him, you're like, what are you? A twenty-four-year-old man, please grow up and get up and just get on with it. Yeah, because Villa, Villa, Villa are really good. They're a really good side, and they're going to do well this season. That stuff was happening, and it's not. That wasn't the thing that wound me up the most in that game, because that (laughs) happened when Ollie Watkins was, let's be honest, being fouled in the area, (laughs) had his arm out because he was being fouled, and then because he had his arm out, they called him offside. By his arm. Actually, no, I'll save it for the power rankings because <laughs> we've put this on it. I'm going to get really into it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to the power rankings uh, before I start breaking things. <laughs> um, we're going to calm me down by doing the good ones first. And uh, not very often we do this. Well, not very often we have a Manchester United player that isn't Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. But this week we're going to talk about... Edinson Cavani, a player that I very much doubted at the start of the year when they brought him in. I doubted him on the transfer roundup. I said it was a panic signing. Mm, Which Um, I think it was. I still stand by the fact it was a panic signing, (laughs) but I think it was a good one. Um, He's a bags man. Yeah, undeniable quality. Undeniable quality. A really good assist for Bruno's goal. Whether it was a shot or not, it's neither here nor there. It was, you know, two goals and an assist in a comeback where you're two goals down and you go. 3-2 3-2 up and win the game in the 92nd minute or whatever, you've had a good game, haven't you? And, and it just shows the quali- quality that Cavani will always have. And I think United will be lucky to to see that sort of carry on uh, through the rest of the season. What, what did you think of his performance? I thought he was really good. Um, ultimately, he's, he's, he's one of those players that had so much quality when he was on top of his game that yeah. it doesn't just that doesn't just abandon you. Yeah. And uh, his movement in the area, while he might have lost a yard of pace, his movement and his ability Footballing to put the ball brain, in, that's that's the thing that develops ability, with team, it, with players like that over time. Don't no, it? he's very much comparable to a player like Olivier Giroud. You know, in his ability that you talk about a player with footballing nous and eye for the game and mm. movement and ability to find space. I think that they're. They're similar players, and United are actually very lucky to have Edinson Cavani in their ranks now yeah. because I think they were Coming missing the well. They were missing that, you know, that impactful substitute to come on. He's big, he's a presence, he's got movement. You know, with 20 minutes left in a game against the tired defence, that's exactly the kind of player you want to be bringing on to cause a bit of chaos. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, he's, yeah, really good, really good signing for them, and uh, really good performance from him at the weekend. And this, this, this being in our power rankings, will go down as one of the greatest accolades in his career, I'm sure. So well done, <laughs> Anyway, next player. The man of the moment, Riyad Mahrez. He's so good. Uh, 
glittering, I think so would be the word, good. when he's on the ball. Man, when he's, Man when he's, when he's in the mood. I think Man City needed a performance full stop, to be yeah. honest. But uh, I think he delivered, yeah. I think, I think he was he was obviously the standout performer of their game at the weekend. Yeah. Um, so good on the ball. Rocket of a left foot gets into all the right places. Uh, you just want to see him do that every week because you, you, I love watching Riyad Mahrez play football. I think he's mm. his, his sort of... I mean, he's very, he's very left-footed. But I love players like that who cut in from the right and... and go around players and his skill is undeniable um, so yeah he's just exciting to watch and gave City a, a, a blinding start with, and, a, and finished it off with a hat-trick which is very nice <laughs> yes but nah, it, it was it was wonderful from from Riyad Mahrez he's got he's got such ability on the on the ball um, and it's a shame because he's never I don't think he's ever achieved a, a solid run in the team at Manchester City He's kind of, you know, he's, well, you he's know contending. What Pep does he sort of shifts players in and out of the team as he sees fit? Yeah. So. He's contending. He's contending now with the likes of Ferran Torres, Bernardo Silva plays on the wing. Obviously, Raheem Sterling. Mm. Um, so he is. He is in. He's in good company. Yeah. But I think he gives them an edge in terms of being able to keep hold of the ball in the area, and he's. He's. I think he's the best player on the ball, arguably at that club. When he's on, when he's in the mood, in terms of I actually Kevin attacking players, but yeah, it, it's a different player to Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, no, I'm you, not. You, try you understand? You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll move on. The next team that we're going to talk about—they've been waiting. Roblin, you've been waiting. Roblin, you've been waiting all this time. <laughs> we're going to talk about Fulham, and it upsets me because I don't like talking well about Fulham I because they're them. the other team. The other team in West London, but I've got to give them their credit. They've won a game, and uh, well, it just shows they've won a game they against. Can win. Yeah, and they've beaten con- they've beaten top level opposition. Mm. You know, Leicester are a really decent side. Yeah, and it was a really decent performance from them. They were tuning up. Leicester only really pulled one back in the eighty sixth minute when it was it was too late to do anything anyway. So yeah, yeah, a solid performance away from home. Couldn't really ask for more from them. Yeah. I mean, when you're in, when you're down in the doldrums, it's really important to pick up wins. You know, I, I like yeah. Fulham as a side, and I like, uh, I, I like Scott Parker a lot because of his time at West Ham. Um, yeah, what I will say is, it's just, uh, I said it earlier with the five at the back system. I think he's done exactly what he needed to do there, Scott Parker. He's seen the result from last week, the Liverpool Leicester game, three 0 and and you know that Rogers. Has shoved one up them and expected a reaction. I think they've they've done exactly what they needed to do: sit behind the ball and hit them on the counter, which they did really nicely. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really, really more to talk about because I spoke about it too much earlier, and I forgot that Fulham were on the <laughs> power rankings because <laughs> they just never have been on the positive ones before. But yeah, we'll um, that that will round out the positive ones. Uh, Sam, uh, go on, have have a rant. We, we love you, right. I'm, I'm just gonna. Let's I'm gonna talk. lay back. I'm gonna lay back. Let's talk. Jamie's actually laid away from his microphone now because I'm he's gonna leave me to shout. Because do you know what? Um, I was sat watching this game on my own. Actually, my dad was watching. I'm a celebrity in the other room with my with my mother and my sister, uh, and I was sat watching this game on my own. And when I saw the goal that they were about to disallow for Aston Villa. I called my dad and I said, look, you need to come in and watch this. And uh, 
I saw Ollie Watkins with Ogbo, both pretty much both of Ogbonna's arms round his shoulders. Um, you know, kind of trying to pull away from the centre back as any good centre forward does, and he scores a good goal, and then the lines come out as they have done every single week this this season. The lines come out. And then you're thinking, oh, God. And it's almost you're tussling with yourself. You're tussling with the system when they when they spend two minutes putting these lines next together. And you're, just, you're begging them not to disallow it because it's so ridiculous. And it's, it's, it's almost comical how long it takes them to do it. Mm. My, listen, and... my, my football fan head really wanted that to be a goal. My West Ham head was screaming for it to, to be offside. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was an absolutely ridiculous decision, as far as I'm concerned. And I've, I've, I think Villa absolutely deserved the goal, and I think Watkins will feel really hard done by, especially you know with the with the penalty miss earlier on as well. Um, but yeah, it, the VAR decision was it's so poor. You know, you think back to these the, the decisions that have happened before the the Merseyside Patrick derby Bamford. one, the Patrick Bamford. Patrick Bamford. It, it's happened so many times, and you know, I, who posted that thing in the group chat about the there has Dutch to be system. daylight between the lines. Yeah, the Dutch system. So the, what's happened is the the Dutch FA have basically uh, ditched the 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 UEFA system. They're basically they've had enough because it is so farcical and it creates decisions like this. It's just it's killing football. So the Dutch system have basically implemented five centimeter lines, um, and if so, each line is five centimeters wide. If you think it doesn't sound like much, but if there's a ten centimeter gap, it gives them 10, 15 centimeters of leeway in the decision. So they're five centimeter lines each, and if the lines touch, then you don't give it offside. Yeah. So it's still lines, but at least that way there's leeway. At least that way there's daylight. Mm. Um, and what, what's actually upset me more than just the fact that it was offside is the fact that he was actually called offside by his arm, um, yeah. much like Patrick Bamford was. Mm. And disgraceful decision, really, isn't it? That's, that's when you're real. when you're growing up, when you're when you're growing up playing Sunday League football, what you're told is is you can only be called offside by a part of your body you can score a goal with. Mm. Now, I want to be told by a, a FA trained referee how you can score a goal with your upper arm where is this I, I i want to know what moron has come up with this shirt sleeve idea of you can get called offside by your upper arm patrick bamford was called offside because he was pointing to where he wanted the ball what advantage has he gained from doing that ollie watkins is being fouled and he's trying to wriggle out of a tackle when he's called offside because he's wriggling out of a defender holding on to him. And the other question to ask is, if Ollie Watkins goes limp and goes down, do they then give a penalty? <laughs> are we are we in a world now where... Is that is that then called offside and then it's because, no penalty? <laughs> because Ollie Watkins is being honest and trying to stay on his feet and play as a proper centre forward and wriggle out of a tackle and actually get on the end of a cross... He's being penalised for being honest. Whereas if he had kept his arm in and just basically flopped and gone down, as you could understand a centre-forward doing now, which we shouldn't even understand a centre-forward doing now, but apparently we do. If he'd have flopped and gone down, then do they give a penalty? 
is that a dive? The lines are so blurred between these rules that we have in football now that it's becoming completely bound by them. You can't celebrate goals anymore. You can't... Unless a player runs 35 yards, it weaves in between players and puts it in the goal or hits one from 20 yards out. You have no idea. If it's a ball into the box, you're waiting for them to call it off. Mm. You're waiting for there to be... It's grazed someone's arm or it's someone's been pushed or there was a minimal contact in the area and they have to give it. It's just... It's mind-boggling to me that the people in charge of this game are allowing this to happen week in, week out, and they're just waiting for it to fix itself. You cannot continue to allow these rules to ruin the spectacle of football because that's what it's doing. And they're allowing fans back into the stadiums now. And if this continues, you're going to have fans not wanting to go to Mm. games. You're not going to be filling stadiums up. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I know how passionate Villa fans are, especially. You know, I think they're some of the most passionate fans in the country. Can you imagine the the limbs in the stadium when that goal goes in and and the the euphoria that they feel that they, you know they've just equalized 90th minute they've really deserved it they've dug in deep just to see uh, that that those lines come up and then you just go oh yeah. my god uh. that's the thing the fans in the stadium don't even get to see it yeah all the fans in the stadium see is a purple screen going on oh, pro- check in progress offside at least do the thing in rugby where they show it on the screens yeah, and or in cricket where they do TMO and they show it, and yeah. the fans get to see it and then make their own minds up. Yeah, it's just but football won't do that because no. FIFA say that they can't show controversial topics on the screen. So what is the point? It's 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 absolutely farcical, and it's the biggest issue that's faced football in terms of actually killing the game. In my mind, ever it's 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 ruining my my wanting to actually watch football. Yeah. And I've watched football my entire life, and I love it. But yeah. it's ruining my actually wanting to get up yeah. and watch a football game. Yeah. And that 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 is that is what it is. And it's 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 happening every single weekend. I, I was and, I had it was so bittersweet for me. I was absolutely disgusted, but I'm I was so pleased because obviously I'm a West Ham fan. But it, I know that if if the shoe was the on the other foot, there I would have been throwing stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, it's terrible. And, and the rules need to change, and hopefully they will. But we'll we'll have another uh, discussion about VAR very soon uh, yeah, on, on, a, on another podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll move on to the rest of our power rankings. Obviously, uh, Mares was in the positive ones, but the the victims of Riyad Mares Burnley were uh, were unfortunately just caught City <laughs> on a bad day, really, Absolutely. didn't they? Yeah, that's the thing. If you caught, if you catch Pep City when they're on form. With when players like Mares and De Bruyne are on form and uh, they're they're motoring, you, you, oh, you're in for trouble. Aren't you? you can only do so much to contain that kind of class, especially with the way Burnley have been playing this season. It was it was almost rat, it was almost deer in headlights, wasn't it? About to say rat in headlights. I'm not sure where I <laughs> picked that little metaphor up from, but deer in headlights works. Yeah, uh, actually, it's Burnley. It's well, probably more like a draggled <laughs> donkey in headlights that we have. Gone down gone down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I've ended up down a side road, but it's fine. Uh yeah, Burnley. I mean like we said, you can't really do much when City are on form. They didn't play great. I think their goalkeeper probably had a really bad game. But you know, they're they're more in here by virtue of just the fact that they lost five nil yeah. than anything else. Yeah. I think that's the reason. You can't really 
you can't really not put them in. Yeah, and finally, our last one for the power rankings is Leicester. Obviously, uh, we, we put Fulham in the positive ones, and we've got to put Leicester in there as well. If, if Leicester want to keep pushing and going for these Champions League spots, you've got to be winning against Fulham at home. There's absolutely no excuse as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, as I, you know, as I, as I praised Fulham earlier, West Ham played the exact same system against you um, four weeks before, and they and we won three 0 So, where does Rogers learn that you can't just throw the kitchen sink at, and you need to be a little bit more controlled and 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 wait for the mistakes rather than just sort of chuck out the line and see if Vardy's there it it just seemed a little bit hopeless from Leicester I think and that's why um, and that's why they lost but you can't be losing to Fulham you literally can't and there's no excuse it is is the 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 trouble with having an informed striker is that you have to almost force yourself not to just lump it to him yeah Um, obviously Jamie Vardy is fantastic everyone knows Jamie Vardy is fantastic that doesn't need to be explained you know he's brilliant but are Leicester now just trying to force chances through Jamie Vardy Harvey Barnes got the goal they've got really good players Leicester you know James Madison's a very good player Harvey Barnes is a very good player Fafana Tielemans you know they've got a wonderful wonderful team but like you said I think they need to be a little bit more tactically astute yeah where's the plan B in the way that they're playing Go for a four-back. Well, that's what I'm yeah. wondering. Go for a four-back. You know, see if you can stick a few more people up there. Try and try and fill in those little gaps where where, where the five-back is and, and see if you can get something off there. But it's just frustrating because I, I think, you know, as much as we praise Vardy, you've got to think, you know, a lot of these defenders have never played Premier League level before and some of them would be considered championship standard at best. So Jamie Vardy's really got to be thinking, why haven't I scored there? You know, I can score against uh, City. I can score Patrick against City, but then you know, Leicester are they relying on penalties again? <laughs> um, that's the question we've got to ask. But yeah, just a uh, just a bit of a gutless performance against, uh, against Fulham, and I think they need to go back to the drawing board and re- 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 reevaluate their uh, <coughs> their tactics. But yeah, that's that's the power yeah. rankings. Shall we? I, shall I, we move uh, on? I, yeah. So the first game of the weekend apparently has already been played. Hey? Uh, but it, it, apparently, Where? PP PP between Aston Villa and Newcastle, it says on the BBC. Oh, it's because it's postponed. Ignore me, <laughs> ignore me. I've had a mess. Sorry, <laughs> I, I tried to do it. Mare. I don't know. I've, I've lost my head. Anyway, uh, <laughs> first game of the weekend that's actually getting played because Newcastle have had a bit of an outbreak of the old COVID. Mm. Uh, so the first game of the weekend that's actually getting played is Burnley against Everton. Would you like Sam's team news? Go on. Nick Pope's back. Hey, Nick Pope is expected to return after missing the City game with concussion. Robbie Brady is also fit. Hey, uh, but uh, Phil Bardsley and Josh Brownhill are both out injured. Oh, uh, and Everton, Everton have no new injuries apart from Seamus Coleman. Thanks for that, Sam. Cheers, Jeff. And Lucas, Lucas Dean, and obviously Gabamin as well are both long-term yeah, injuries. Yeah, Dean, you've got a. Um... Oh crap! I'm gonna sneeze. Oh no! Away from! Don't don't make anyone oh, suspicious. Oh crap! <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's a podcast first. I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> uh, we got a sneeze counter. One number one. 
so yeah, uh, I don't know about this, to be honest. Um, Everton, you'd hope, would beat them, but it's Everton and they're going away to Turf more. It's a difficult place to go. Do you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say this is going to be one all. I think Everton's misery is going to continue. Yeah, I I'm actually going to go with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with you, Sam. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I just... feel so, feel so warm. <laughs> or Everton yeah. will demolish them. It's one of the two. I think, it's but, not uh, going to be anywhere in between either. But I think Sean Dyche will put a rocket up Burnley after their five 0 loss to City, and I, I don't think there'll be any complacency. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of City. Uh, the game against Fulham, you know. Uh... I was going to say, as if Fulham needed anything other than this. On, <laughs> they've just beaten Leicester. Feeling good. And it's almost like it's almost like they've won a fight against Jake Paul, and now they've been put in a ring with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it could be it could be a very it could either be an unbelievable day for Fulham, or one to one to very much forget. Although they do have a full squad to take up. So, they are at absolute full strength. How strong full strength is, it remains to be seen. Well, yeah, I City think Fulham, Fulham will keep this five back. Uh, and again, it's something that City have struggled against. And um, you know, I, I think back to the uh, surprise. Jamie thinks back to the West Ham game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do think back to the West Ham game against against City and the, the one-one. And I think City really struggled to break us down that that game. And I feel like. Uh, you know, obviously Fulham don't have the quality that West Ham do, but I think City will just overpower them here today, and, I, I, and I'm predicting a City win. Wonderful. Well, I, I think I'll go with you on that. I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling, uh, I'm not feeling myself enough to to back anything else. Yeah. I think it'll. I don't think it'll be overly convincing. I think it'll be three 0 I think it'll be one of those comfortable City wins where they get a few goals. It's just yeah. pretty. Straightforward. All right. Um, West Ham versus Manchester United. The first Premier League game with fans back. Way. Very exciting. Two thousand fans in at the London Stadium. Uh, I, I I didn't win the ballot. Sad. That is very sad. But um, yeah. I think it's a, it's an interesting game. What do what do you it's think? A very I want to hear your game. thoughts. Well. Manchester United could be without Marcus Rashford, who is uh, struggling with a shoulder problem. He loves scoring against David, us as well. That's quite good news. <laughs> David De Gea, obviously injured last weekend. Whether he'll play is interesting. And, you know, Mikhail Antonio back for West Ham. Fully fit. Yeah. So, I, listen, I think West Ham, big, West Ham are in really good form. We're obviously fifth in the table at the moment. And, you know, there's a real feel-good or about the place, but it's just Who knows? it's just whether United's players turn up. Really, I think I was going to say this is this is the issue with United. It's which United is going to turn up. Yeah, my which I don't know why my which went Scottish. Then I went Scottish. <laughs> it's United. For a minute, which, turn up. Which United are going to turn up? I went Ulster <laughs> Alex. Um, no, who knows? Uh, I am going to say the shit United are going to turn up. West Ham are going to win two 0 that's my that's my prediction. Because I, think be, I think it'd be funny. And also, man, add <laughs> we are absolutely massive. Yeah, uh, you are absolutely enormous. I, I I'm gonna go for a draw. I, I I want I want West Ham to win. Obvious statement, but um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think mm, no, I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to be indecisive. Uh, right, we go to Stamford Bridge for the uh, the Saturday night game. Chelsea versus yeah. Leeds, a really interesting one. This will be a this yes. will be a battle to to save. This us. is a this is a very this is a classic rivalry. One of those classic football rivalries, Chelsea against Leeds. Fifty bar, years ago, please. fifty years ago this year, Chelsea and Leeds played out the still officially the dirtiest FA Cup final of all time. <laughs> uh, Always fun back in, back in the days of Billy Bremner and Norman Hunter. Uh, oh. Obviously, a little bit different now. Chelsea have got players like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz and Mason Mount playing. Really, you haven't mentioned. Class, a little bit more ability than the players <laughs> at the time then. But no, uh, I think it'll be interesting, especially because both teams um, came away with good results last weekend. Uh, Chelsea obviously playing fantastically in the Champions League last night. And uh, Julian Loftegui reckons that we're good enough to win the Champions League. I'm not going to speculate on that at all yet, but whether we I'm going to talk about whether we're good enough to beat Leeds at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds have we been about. really good the past two games. You know, you, you look at the amount of shots that they've had as well. I, I don't know the exact stat, but it's upwards of 40. Uh, and you think that, it, that, you know, they haven't scored many goals, but no, the, the, the attacking output's there and we'll see if... Um, We'll see if, and this is a this is a something I didn't think I'd I'd hear last season. Well, let's see if Patrick Bamford can can overpower Thiago Silva. <laughs> Do you know what? Say I that to get, me this time last year. Goosebumps. Still get goosebumps hearing Thiago Silva's name as a Chelsea player. It makes me really excited. Um, I do you know what? Because uh, you talk about Leeds' attacking output. Leeds played in the last two games, Arsenal and Everton. Both of which are at the moment renowned for having pretty shaky defences. But are also quite now, good teams. Yes, and now they're coming to Chelsea, which is statistically one of the best defences in Europe, with statistically one of the best goalkeepers in Europe at the moment. Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think it's going to depend on who wins the midfield battle, but I think Chelsea will win. Uh, I think Chelsea will will win because obviously it's me I think we're going to win 2-0 and I think it's going to be fun okay I'm I'm going to say something and I don't want you to leave the discord call I'm going to predict a Leeds win (laughs) (laughs) Sam Sam you didn't catch that I'm throwing my microphone Oh no, we definitely caught it. Don't worry. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I'm not questioning your opinion, but I'm questioning your opinion. Uh, momentum. And... Well, we've got momentum. Hang on. Okay, no. Do you know what? I'll let you speak because I'm going to get upset. But it's me. Leeds. Uh, yeah. Are an extremely high energy side, and they can go the ninety minutes without a shadow of a doubt. And I think if Lampard says to the wing backs you know push up do what you want uh, like yeah. like they have been I just think they're going to get caught um, you know Leeds have so much pace in their squad and I think Rafinha is someone that's he's, he hasn't quite tapped into his potential yet um, and obviously you've got players like Rodrigo and Jack Harrison who are who are fantastic players to have and I just think that they're, they're really going to take the game to Chelsea and they're not going to just lie down and let Chelsea play their game. So, you know, 
I, I am going to predict a Leeds win, and I'm going to put my neck out for it. But um, again, you know, it's Chelsea, and they do have a lot of quality, so they might just overpower Leeds, and, and especially at the bridge, because I think that's that's another game with fans in as well. So we'll see how that that affects things. But yeah, that's big one. Big waffling pal. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> before me and Jamie have a punch up. <laughs> On 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 a podcast. Uh, first West game on Brem. Sunday: West Brom, West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Two teams at the bottom of the table. Uh, West Brom obviously winning last weekend against the league's <laughs> the league's whipping boys. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Palace losing to Newcastle. Don't know. Don't really care any about this any one, basically. Uh, any team news, Sam? Is Wilfred Zaha team still news? got COVID? I, I mean, I would be surprised. It feels like he's had it for a month. Uh, I'll have a look for you very quickly. Go cool. on. Seeing as everyone's very excited about it. On tender hooks. In the meantime, I'm going to talk. Yeah. Um, talk. Yeah. Don't don't put this on me. <laughs> okay. Um, West Brom, I think will. Uh, I think they'll fi- they'll be feeling confident going into this game, especially looking at Crystal Palace's performance last week against Newcastle. And I do have Slaven Bilic tinted glasses when I say this, but I think West Brom will come away with a win. I don't think Crystal Palace have been anywhere near um, consistent enough. Um, but again, it might be one of those things where Crystal Palace just go, oh, we lost last week. Oh, do, we, do we win this week then? And go, yeah, all right, fine. And we'll win. Uh, so it very much depends on which Crystal Palace turns up. Because uh, I think they're one of the most inconsistent teams in the league and I don't think that's out of the realms to say that but, um... and Zaha is back Zaha is back oh no that might change things Sam's rapid googling has, uh, has finally Go on. brought what's your one what's your, what's your prediction 2-0 uh, Crystal Palace I don't like West Brom okay I'm going to say West Brom I'm still going to say West Brom Sheffield this. United against Leicester this is this is straight up for me 5-0 Leicester, Final Leicester. Leicester 5 Leicester nil. will need a reaction. I think it's going to be an absolute drumming. It's going to be a drumming. I think this will be this will be this will be the game that kills Sheffield United. Mm. Uh, so yeah, five 0 Leicester. Next game, North London derby. The Barclays. Do you want to say Arsenal now or? Yeah, I think Arsenal will win. I think I do actually think Arsenal are going to beat them because this will be a very Spursy game to lose. That is uh, true. Top of the top of the table, sailing, and then they get beaten by Arsenal, who haven't won a game in <laughs> God knows how long. This would be a very Tottenham Hotspur esque result. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Arsenal are going to win one nil Arsenal. Uh, I think Bukayo Saka will score. I'm going to say a draw because derbies always end in draws, and that's my rule. That's my one rule, Sam. That's my one rule. Um, anyway, it's going to be an interesting game. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that soon. But yeah, uh, last one. Livewall. No, wait. Liverpool versus Wolves on Amazon Prime. We're not sponsored by Amazon. I wish we were. Jeff, please oh, sponsor us. Jeff, Jeff, please. <laughs> I've got student loans to pay off, mate. Come on. You can get us a student yeah, or something. We'll, we'll make top quality content. It'd be positive. We get your eyes sorted. That was, that was below the belt. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Liverpool against Wolves. Uh, I don't know which way this one's going to go. Diogo Jota against his former club, obviously. Uh, but James Milner could be out with a muscle injury. So who the hell plays right back? Uh, Is it Curtis Jones? 
I don't know. Who, who's well, who's know. the <laughs> who played there the other week? Curtis Jones any... played there when Milner came off in the league last weekend. I love Curtis Jones. I think he's quality. Um, Whoever it is, put a Dharma Traore on him. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then see what they've got in their bottle yeah. as a as a right back. Adama, um, can you play left wing back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, obviously Wolves without Just Jimenez, uh, obviously. Uh, but as we said before, we hope Jimenez has a speedy recovery. But we'll see how Wolves go, I think. Uh, I, I'm not sure that they'll win. And I'm actually going to predict a Liverpool win at Anfield. It's a fortress. Nobody wins there. And I think that run will continue. Sam? We oui, oui. uh 2-1 Liverpool. And okay. we, have, we actually have one more game. Do we? You've forgotten about a South Coast derby, Jamie. Shit. Brighton against Southampton on the Monday night. It's a good game. It's a good game. And I'm assuming you're going to predict this as a draw because derbies always end in a draw. It's not a proper derby though, is it? No, it's not a proper it's derby. It's not a, I'm a say... proper derby for either team because obviously Brighton hate Crystal Palace for some unbeknownst reason and Southampton yeah, and the Pompey <laughs> hate each other a lot. I, think... I was going to say Southampton aren't going to be playing Portsmouth for a while. So, <laughs> um, Brighton... Oh, it's just one of them, isn't it? Mid-table teams. I want Brighton to win. Do you know what? Sorry, glad it's late. hat trick, anybody. It's about twenty to twelve at <laughs> night at the moment. And to be honest, Christ. I just I, my 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 sanity is my sanity has left me, and uh, I'm ready to back Brighton all the way. So I'm going to say two 0 Brighton. I'm going for Southampton because I like Southampton. I'm going to completely abandon any semblance of footballing now so just basically <laughs> go with my heart. So, yeah, Brighton probably win this one. 2-0. Okay. I'm going to say, say Southampton, but yeah. Bosh! Bosh! We did it. We did it. Proud of us. Look at us go. Another, another week, only, another Bosh. With only 22 minutes until release day. Look at us. Wow. Absolute kings of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and Jamie set a time limit for this. We've definitely gone over it. But do you know what? Feature length, everyone. You we get provide what you, you pay the for. content that goes on. Yeah. If you and if you and your girlfriend are listening to this while you're having fun, then I hope that we've 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 given you a soundtrack for the duration of that time and uh I put in some lo fi beats today. We have. <laughs> you know, you can hear my soul uh, I might even rap. I'm not going to rap. Don't rap. That's a bad idea. I was going <laughs> to spit some spit some hard bars about Tariq Lamptey, but oh, that was a Caucasian sentence, wasn't it? Anyway, let's let's wrap this up before I make it. Go total to bed, Sam. Um, <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, thank you so much for listening. And um, if you if you can, please share it with your mates. If you're on YouTube, you know the drill. Like the video, subscribe if you enjoy, and um, we'll see you next week for maybe a couple. We'll see. Yeah, because, we'll get a Because we'll, 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 we'll obviously do a we'll, bosh, but also we'll, we'll try and get yes. in a, a little podcast about We're also VAR. employed. We're employed at the moment. We could do a VAR podcast, or we could be bringing you some tier lists. It depends on what Who happens knows. this weekend and how contra- say, controversial it is. If it, it's, it's how angry it makes me. <laughs> next weekend, I could literally be screaming down the microphone next week. I could be on this podcast as a heavy metal singer, just... <laughs> screaming down on the microphone about Kevin Friend. So, if you return next week, you'll find out. Uh, thank you all for listening. You've been wonderful. And, and uh, we hope that you thoroughly enjoy us. And, uh, see you later.
C'est la meuf. Bye.